So this Sunday for us, as we mentioned earlier, marks Commitment Sunday. It also marks the end for us of this series that we've been exploring over the last seven weeks together, Forever Pieces. That has been our series in worship and with these sermons, particularly exploring the forever pieces of our sanctuary and what it is that they teach us about God and ourselves. Um, So today uh, we will focus on a sermon entitled, The Designer's Touch this idea of the way in which God constructs this place, but more so the body, so that God might be glorified and God's people might be cared for in this world. We'll use for our second text this day, the Gospel of Matthew. We're in the seventh chapter. We're going to read from the 24th to the 27th verse. So let us listen together for God's word to each of us and to the church. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house. And it fell, and great was its fall. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our Lord endures forever. Amen. So Holy Scripture, it brings to us this day two vivid images. The body, the body of Christ, and then this house. Figured that some vivid imagery for us would be helpful as we concluded our time in this series because what we've been able to do for almost every one of these sermons and these times of worship, we've been able to focus in on a physical object, something that was placed here some years ago or something that was placed here more recently, but shapes who we are as a people. And we return this day, as we look at these vivid images of the body in the house, we return this day to this quote from Winston Churchill that began our time, the Sunday after Labor Day. First, Churchill says, we shape our buildings. Thereafter, they shape us. There is something in the architecture of this place and the placement of different pieces that says something about who we are. There's this vision that took place some many years ago, for what this place would communicate to us. And now there is our experience of that vision here and now. We have focused to this point on the font and the Bible, on music, and then the table, on the cross and the pew, and then the offering plate. Each forever piece offering a unique perspective on the God that we know in Jesus Christ. To this point, we have talked about the pieces. Now let's talk about the house. Jesus uses this image in the Gospel of Matthew as his final remarks of the Sermon on the Mount. So he's been teaching for two plus chapters to the people on a mountaintop. He's been, in his first really long sermon, uh, he has been laying out for them, really setting a foundation for what his ministry will look like amongst them and in the world. And this, this passage from the Gospel of Matthew, is his final one. He chooses to present to them this image of the house. For a carpenter, it seems like an appropriate image. 
Jesus seems to indicate that there are decisions to be made when a house is being built. Chief amongst them, on what soil the house will be constructed. I'm not much for binaries myself, but Jesus only gives us two options here, rock and sand. The way Jesus describes it, that the strength of the house is revealed when it must endure the harshest of weather, rain, flood, wind. Jesus teaches that, that these elements, they will beat on that house. They will beat on that house for days or weeks or months or maybe even years. But over and over again, that house which is built on rock will be able to withstand the storm the rain, the floods, and the wind. That's the fate for the house built on rock, but there's another fate for the house built on sand when that same rain and those same floods and that same wind beat against the side of that house. It will fall, Jesus tells the people, and great, great will its fall be. Those elements the rain and the flood and the winds, they take on different shape. Jesus is using this as an image for the people. They understand that he is not speaking about the architecture of a house, but indeed the architecture of faith, both personally and communally. And he says to them that the foundational rock, the foundational rock is the words that he shares with them, the two plus chapters of the sermon that he's just preached. If you ever get upset about a preacher going too long from this pulpit, read the Sermon on the Mount. Those two plus chapters, he lays out for them the foundation of his ministry. And that, he says, is the rock. Paul Tillich, one of the most influential theologians of our time, described described God as the ground of our being. He understood that the words of Christ, they, they root us foundationally into who we are as God's people and how we are called to serve. You know, I couldn't help but think as I was reflecting on this passage from the Gospel of Matthew this week, I couldn't help but think about the the home that I had a chance to, to redo in Madison. I'll be heading back there soon, actually. Um, I have to do a little more work on it, it turns out. But a lot of that work took place over six months of time with no one watching. I'd be in that house with a sledgehammer, clearing out first that house, taking it down to the studs, and then running wire, or paying someone to run wire, and then laying floor, or paying someone to lay floor. You write the check, it counts, I think. So much of that work was done with my own hands or the hands of friends of mine. Uh, We we rebuilt that house really from the the ground up because the foundation had rotted away. There was a a fungus, a wood-eating fungus that had been a part of that foundation for a real long time. So we had to sister a whole bunch of joists under that house. And you can't redo the bathroom until you redo the joist below the bathroom. You can't redo the kitchen until you redo the joist below the kitchen um, there's no reason to make the walls beautiful or the ceilings really fresh and clean unless you've done the work underneath the surface. And so we did that work for six months it took. 
then when you move into that place, you know that the, the ground is solid. That when there is rain or flood or wind, it will be able to withstand that. So we come from our forever pieces to this forever place, Idlewild Presbyterian Church. From the font, to the Bible, to the music, to the table, to the cross, to the pew, to the offering plate. We come to this place and we ask ourselves, what is the foundation of this church? What is the ground on which it, it has been built? I want to posit to you today that it is the very words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that forms the foundation of this place. I want to posit to you this morning that over the last 18 months there has been great wind and rain and flood that has come upon this place. Not only has there been pandemic, but there has been death and grieving. There has been transition. There has been all sorts of upheaval in each of your lives individually, but also as a community of faith. And so when the rain fell and the floods came, and the wind blew against the house of the Lord, that house withstood all of the elements. And to me, that is only possible because this place is built upon the foundation, the words of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This place is a forever place, not because it will stay the same forever. It is a forever place because it is rooted and grounded in the very love of God. This sanctuary, the Jones Building, it is a place made to cultivate both faith and relationships. It is a forever place made to welcome both friend and stranger. To borrow from Todd Richardson, former director of youth ministry here at Idlewild, this is not a house limited to the, to the physical, to the wood and the stone and the tangible. This place, it's 100,000 square feet of opportunity, built on love, powered by the Spirit. It's a place rooted in knowledge that we do not exist for our own edification, but for the exhibition of the kingdom of heaven to the world. It's 1,400 souls bent on exploring the vital questions of existence and carrying radical love into Memphis. Later this morning, we will have the opportunity to make commitments. You might have imagined coming this day that you are making a commitment to Idlewild Presbyterian Church. You are not just doing that primarily. In fact, you are making a commitment to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ this day. Upon all the teachings that we hear and read, it is upon that foundation that the house is built. It is upon that foundation that this house is built. And it is upon only that foundation that we can withstand wind, the floods, and the rain of this world. And so we're invited this day to reflect upon the great foundation of this place to imagine together what it means to be shaped by the waters of the font, what it is to be inspired by the words of Holy Scripture, what it is for us to know and trust that the Spirit of God is working and moving as we lift our voices to God in praise, what it is for us to gather around the table together, not just here, but to know that when we gather at this place, we gather with all creation to eat of the bread of life, 
to drink of the cup of salvation. We contemplate this day what it means for us to be seated in these pews that have held countless saints of God who have served and imagined what it meant to be faithful in their time and place. As we pass the offering plates later today and we make commitments to God for the year ahead, we do so knowing that countless times before those plates have been passed and each time a commitment was made to the future of this place. It turns out though that for us it is not about wood or stone. It's not about slate. Not about the the tangible even. It is about the body of Christ that God has seen fit to plant here in 2021. It is about your various gifts of teaching and preaching, of healing, of hearing the word of God and interpreting it for others. It is about your ability to be creatively the hands and feet of Christ here and now. When the rains came and the floods came and the winds blew, this house continued to stand and it shall forever because it is built on the foundation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So may that be true for this house, but also may it be true for you in your life. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Mother of us all. Amen. Jesus.